Hi, this is Hunker Butterfoot, the next door neighbor to Mr. Drake Ballard. Make sure to tune in to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast, every Monday. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. It's very, very cool. All right, guys. Today we got another Saturday morning episode for you with a so-called filmmaker, a.k.a. a walrus. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into it. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and methinks malicious mischief mars this masquerade. <laughs> All right, Mike, we got slaves to a fashion today, man. What do you think of this episode? It's it's a lesser episode, to be sure, especially amongst the Saturday morning ones. It's no double dark wings. I mean, few are, <laughs> thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, it has its moments. Okay. It has its moments, I'll give it that. Don't go full-blown. Yeah, don't go before full-blown. Before we get started, though, um, we lost someone today. It's um, Right now, it's um, still late January. Yeah, that January um, meant a lot man. to you, so... Yeah, let me go ahead and talk about it. Today's January 26th, where we record these really early, you know, so we can provide these for you on Mondays. And today we lost Kobe Bryant. Um, Mike, I know you're not a sports guy. I'm a huge sports guy. And I'll, I'll be upfront with everybody. I was a Kobe Bryant hater during his basketball career because of the uniform he wore. That's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> because of the uniform he wore, you know. Um, Kobe was pretty much out there like my eighth grade year or my freshman year in high school. I can't remember which year it was. And uh, my first time seeing him play was in the McDonald's um, high school All-American game. And you can tell from the get-go in that high school game, the potential was there. Of course, we never knew what was destined to be, but you can see the potential was there. Uh, I followed him throughout the draft when he got drafted by the Charlotte Hornets and was traded the same night for Vladi Divac, Lakers, uh, or Charlotte. What were you thinking? You lost on that trade. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was a big trade and, you know, Kobe had a slow start to his career. You know, he was an 18, 19 year old kid. Um, you know, he won the slam dunk contest his uh, rookie season. And then, you know, he got with Shaq when Shaq got to the LA, that was it. He became the man. And then, uh, I think it was around 2011, 2012, he, uh, named himself the black Mamba and man, that was a killer nickname for him. (laughs) Uh, Black Mamba. And uh, one thing I'll always remember about Kobe uh, toward the end of his career, Mike, um, uh, during the NCAA championship for the for the females, the co- this is college basketball. There was a girl. Uh, I don't want to say a girl, a woman for Notre Dame. She hit the game winning shot uh, and during the final four. 
So that shot she hit, it was like a buzzer beater with like three seconds left. She hit the game winning shot and she was interviewed and she said uh, she she yelled out Mamba mentality. Well, Kobe tweeted her and says, nah, it's not Mamba mentality yet. You, you, you're doing that one game too early. You got to do it in the championship. And man, what a coincidence and what a world we live in. The next game, the championship game, the same situation popped up. The same girl hit the game-winning shot with two or three seconds left. And during the interview, the first thing she said, Mamba mentality. And, man, I'm just saying, you know, we lost a great guy, man, a great basketball player at 41 years old. And it means a lot to me, you know. Uh, I've always been a Jordan guy as the GOAT. You know, Kobe's always been mentioned as the GOAT, and so is LeBron. Those have always been the high three. I think Kareem should be mentioned in there, but Jordan's always been my GOAT. But for today, January 26th, Kobe, you're the GOAT. Today, there's no debate. You're the man. All right. Well, I mean, rest in peace, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, so let, let's no more talk basketball. I just wanted to talk about that real quick. You know, I'm a big basketball fan, and, uh, you know, I got a lot I'm of love understood. for Kobe, a lot of respect. But, um, yeah, uh, Mike, I want to get into my shout-outs today, man. Mm-hmm. Go for it. All right. You know, I'm going to go a little bit off the Facebook, and I've been neglecting our YouTube listeners, man. And I'm going to go with Neostar Productions and R149328. Sorry, but, you know, YouTube doesn't give me their full names or government names. <laughs> so I got to go off whatever they sign up with Gmail or Google or however they signed up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I definitely want to give them a shout out because those two have been very active on our YouTube channel on comments, liking, listening, uh, asking questions, giving feedback, giving their own opinions. You know, and man, they're really cool guys. Neil Star, me and him go back and forth a few times, you know, here and there. Mike, I've seen you pop up on and respond to them here and there. So mm, I do. I, I reactivated my YouTube account after probably eight or nine years of not even using it. <laughs> See, that's why I debate with you. You need a Gmail account because your Gmail will link all the Google websites, YouTube, Google Play. So once you log in your Gmail, that's it. You're, link, you're linked on all of them. That, that is an old <laughs> Gmail account. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. But it's like super, super old. It's the only way I could get back in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. And uh, Mike, where can they listen to our podcast at, man? All right. So we are on like, geez, every podcast app. It seems like at least Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, um, Apple devices, you know, all iTunes and everything. Um, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, we are on Amazon Echo and iHeartRadio and Pandora and, of course, YouTube. It's, it's like I said last time, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. More things for me to say. <laughs> but, but it's yeah, a good thing. But you're doing good as uh, saying it now, man. You pretty much hardly ever miss one, you know? No, you're I, really I good can... at it. I can do it by rote at this point, but it's, it's a good thing that we're really out there. It, it makes us very easy to find. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Mike, let's go ahead and get into this walrus that wants to be a filmmaker. Um, slays, the, <laughs> <laughs> slays the fashion. Uh, Mike, go ahead and give us our production air date order. Okay. So this one aired Saturday, October 5th, 1991. So like you said up front, this is a Saturday morning show. It was 34th in production order. And it was the fourth episode with Tuscanini, although it was the third one that aired. 
because again, his intro episode, we're still waiting on that one. <laughs> huh. And um, the story editor was Tom Minton. We've talked about him already. As you may recall, he was the visual inspiration for the brain. <laughs> <laughs> and our writer is again, Gary Sperling. He wrote uh, The Revolution in Home Appliances. Like we said then, mostly average episodes. Although I will say I um, I like this one more than Film Flam and Hush Hush Sweet Charlatan as far as Tuscanini episodes go. Um, still not a fantastic episode, but I do enjoy it. Okay. It was animated by Disney Japan, although it was animated by one of their lower tier studios. I believe it was the same studio that handled uh, Duck Blind. Okay. So not as nice looking as Naked Duck or Darkly Dawn's The Duck Part 2, um, unfortunately. Because there's, there's a lot of like off-model moments in this episode. Characters don't look all that great. This episode kind of looks rushed mm-hmm. and, a, and, ba- and, and a little badly edited. I've tried really hard to find, like, to find out like if there were different animation directors between this one and other Disney Japan. But it drives me crazy because the credits are all the same and they credit all the same Japanese studios. It doesn't matter which one animated it. So I can't tell. I can't tell behind the scenes who handled this one, except that it was Disney Japan. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not one of their better ones. Um, and, you know, was, when we come to some moments that bother me, I'll mention it. Was there any scene that like really caught your eye, though, that was very impressive? Because nothing caught me on this one, man. No, not this one. This one... Even this lower tier Disney Japan studio has their moments, like mm-hmm. the Mega Vault on the um, the power line moment from Duck Blind. We mentioned what way back when was great. This one has nothing like that. A couple of nice moments with Tuscanini, but nothing that stands out. Okay. But that said, let's just get into this one and start discussing our um, our episode here. All right. So we start off with Gaz. She's playing soccer with Tank and Honker. And she's schooling them. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like forever since we've seen Honker? Yeah, it's been a, quite a while, man. Uh, we saw Tank recently, but we didn't see Honker, though, right? I think the last time we saw both of those were in um, Bearskin Thug. Was it Bearskin Thug? Or what about You Sweat Your Life? No, neither of them. Neither one of them? Because that was just Herb and Beaky. mentions them, but we okay. don't see them. Okay. So it has been a while. Yeah, so, you know, there was one thing that really caught my eye as soon as it uh, this episode started off. You know, we got God, she's playing soccer, and, you know, she jukes Tank, and then Tank is yelling at Honker, she, you better not let him score on you, Honk. And Honker has his backpack on, playing the goalie. That, that, I thought it was really weird. I didn't, didn't even notice that, but that's totally true. Yeah, he, he had it on, and I, I just thought it was weird. And, you know, Gaz is a beast, and she scores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Tank. Tank is not happy. <laughs> but Tank is a jerk. Yeah, he, he he's not happy. He calls her out one-on-one, and they go at it. And, well, really, they don't go at it because God schools him again. And she schools him. He falls and lands in the mud, and every excuse comes out of uh, Tank's book. It comes yeah, out on why she scored, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a brat. He's a jerk, and he's a brat. Yeah, he, he the sun like, what was he in said. my eyes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the sun was in his eye. Uh, I forgot what the other excuse was. I tripped. I tripped. But he called her a mean name, though. He called her a jerk faced girl, though. And then she calls him tank top. <laughs> she could have tried harder than that. Come on, Gosling. 
Yeah. Um, but this one's unique. I think it might be like the only time we actually see Goslin playing a competitive sport with other kids. Any other time we see her playing a sport, it's mainly to just destroy something, and usually she's playing indoors. Yeah. Like, I think this is the only time she's like outside, getting down and dirty, playing a sport. Mm-hmm. You know, which is unique. Yeah. So we leave the soccer scene, and mm-hmm. now now we're at Drake's house, and Drake's trying to put a bicycle together. <laughs> I am so glad I avoided having to do that last Christmas. <laughs> you know, nope. me too. I bought one from uh, Toys R Us, and it was already put together for me. I got the I, one on display. <laughs> I almost had to put a bike together. Almost had to do it, but it took forever for the bike to show up. So I went back to Walmart, bought one already put together, and returned the unassembled one when I finally did get it. I think <laughs> I, I think I dodged a bullet because it probably would have went very similar to how it's going for Drake, which is not good. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's not going well, and Binky shows up, Mike. Yeah, this is like, I would say, one of Binky's biggest roles so far. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, you know. And um, she is definitely a busybody in this one. You can tell why Drake doesn't like her. Yeah. yeah she she shows up because she has concerns about Goslin. Mike, tell mm-hmm. us what those concerns are. She's not feminine enough. She <laughs> thinks a bike is way too boyish Mm-hmm. For Goslin, she thinks Goslin should be wearing dresses and being all girly, and you know Drake thinks Goslin's fine until yeah. Goslin and Honker show up covered in mud, and Tank is <laughs> and Tank is dragging himself on all fours, <laughs> and uh, and she's trying to force Drake into um, participating in the masquerade ball, which is a benefit for the school, and she wants Goslin to be a student host. Yeah, Goss ain't hearing it though. She no, she's not feeling course. it one bit. <laughs> well, when when Drake takes one look at Tank, he realizes Goslin could be a little too aggressive, mm-hmm. and changes his mind. Yeah, because um, Tank is tough. So if Goslin beat the bricks out of him, you know, hey, you might want to reevaluate the situation. <laughs> yeah, Goslin, Goslin's a tough kid, mm-hmm. and um, so Drake takes Goslin up to her room. To ask her if her room looks like the room of a normal little girl. (laughs) There's a weird edit. He says, does this this look like the room of a normal little girl? And then it immediately cuts to his next line of dialogue. You learn to act like a lady, and that's final. I feel like she says something that they cut out. Yeah, I just, again, this this episode does kind of remind me of Double Dark Wings. And, like, Mm -hmm. there's some weird edits in this one. It feels so rushed. Okay. But anyway, no big deal. Yeah. Um, so we cut to a new location for the show. Yeah, we were at the mall. Yeah, this isn't the only time we're going to be at the mall. Now, um, I, wait, 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 wait. Before you go on further, is this the same mall uh, that they use in uh, It's a Wonderful Leaf? I mean, it has to be, right? Okay, because I was going to say, like, when I looked at the scenes, like, the whole background and everything, it looked the same to me, you know? It's similar. I mean... It's a Wonderful Leaf was done by a different animation studio. It was also, you know, d- dressed up for Christmas and stuff. So the, the visuals are a little different, but my assumption it's the same. It's the same mall. Okay. All right. Let's um, go ahead. But anyway, so um, so Drake's there with Binky and Goslin, and Drake has Goslin had no sorry, Binky has Drake carrying all these packages because mm-hmm. she did shopping beforehand. But they're there to buy Goslin a dress. How does that go, Will? 
Uh, it's not going well at all, man. Like the whole room of the store is just covered with dresses. She's not feeling anything. What does she want? She wants to do that biker outfit. <laughs> covered in chains. Yeah, covered in chains. And that's when Darkwing was like, um, we, I'm going to pick the dress. Yeah, I'm gonna Draco, <laughs> Draco's my daughter, a heavy metal gun mall. <laughs> and, uh, what what dress does he finally pick out for Goslin? The original one that he first put out the the first pink one. <laughs> yeah, the one he rejected at the very beginning. And he yeah. says to the clerk, "You should have shown this one first. <laughs> and I do think it's funny. I think the clerk is played by Jody Carlisle. I think her name's in the credits. Mm-hmm. And I love how she just stammers after he walks away. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny. This episode does have some funny moments. Yeah. Um, so they leave the store, and they almost get mowed down by a guy in, what would you consider, a little cart? Like a scooter or something? Like a scooter, like a cart, and he's and he's he seems almost zombie-like, and he's acting like a taxi driver. Yeah. He keeps saying, I must collect my fares. Mm-hmm. And he's speeding around the mall, and he, he, he um, steals all their packages. Yeah. Everything they just, uh, everything they just bought. So, um, so Drake, you know, leaves, you know, quote unquote, to go find mall security. But what is he really going to do? He's going to change into Darkwing. Yep, he changes into Darkwing and then gets mowed down immediately. Um, his entrance line is, "I am the meter on the cab of justice." And then right <laughs> after that, the, the taxi driver mows him down. Um, so he steals a skateboard mm-hmm. and goes after the um, the taxi driver on the skateboard. And um, you barely hear it, but the a lot of the kids in this episode are actually voiced by a specific voice actor who we've never mentioned yet. Mm. A lot of them are voiced by Cam Clark, who was the original voice of Leonardo in the mm. 87 Ninja Turtle cartoon. Hey. Look at that. So we've got Rob Paulson so far, who voiced Raphael. We've got Cam Clark, who voiced Leonardo. And it won't be long before we get Barry Gordon, who voiced Donatello. All right. So are we missing Michelangelo? <laughs> yeah, I don't think Townsend Coleman's on this show. If he, if he does show up in a small role, I'm not remembering it. Um, <laughs> but he does, he does voice a few of these kids. So mm-hmm. Darkwing goes after the, um, the taxi driver, and that doesn't go well. He falls into the, uh, the fountain. Yeah, he couldn't skateboard that good. <laughs> no, you would think he could. I mean, he's good on a motorcycle, but I guess he's not all that good on a skateboard. Um, so yeah, the taxi driver gets away, drives to a warehouse, and we finally meet our villain. Tuscanini. It's Tuscanini, and, uh, I'll give you this, I like Tuscanini a lot in this episode. Um, a lot of it is because of all the characters that Disney Japan does in this one, I feel like they're handling him the best. He's very well drawn. hmm And he's, his, they edit cape to his outfit. Did you notice that? I did notice that, and uh, I thought they they really did a good job of separating the penguins. They all had different colors on. Yeah, I love those penguins. Um, But Tuscanini looks a lot more flamboyant and theatrical with that cape. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good addition. I think it's the only episode he wears that cape. But it makes him look pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So his his whole plan is to use hypnogas to spray people who are wearing costumes. And when he does that, it makes them act like the costumes they're wearing. For example, he changes the taxi driver out of the taxi outfit, puts on a loincloth, 
and makes Mac like a caveman. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, so I don't know. Do they explain here what his actual plan is yet or no? Not yet. He, uh, they don't explain that until he goes to the school. Yeah, since this is one of the Saturday morning episodes, I haven't seen it as much, so I'm not as familiar with it. it like, it's not one of my favorites, so I don't remember specifics, mm-hmm. but it doesn't happen yet. You're right. But this next scene is really funny. Back at the Mallard house, oh, yeah. as Binky's trying to train Goslin in etiquette. And I think <laughs> this, is where, this is where Binky starts to overstep a boundary, I think. Oh, I feel okay. like she gets a little. I feel like she gets a little passive aggressive with Gaz, and at one point she's pinching her cheeks and being a little, little mean to her. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like if I was Drake, I would put a stop to it. But anyway, um, Honker, <laughs> Honker probably oversteps a boundary of his own as Goslin's friend by coming with an etiquette book. Oh yeah, he screwed her over. <laughs> he totally screws her over, <laughs> and Vicky's like, "Good, Goslin can study that." And um, she balances the whole book in her head as she plays soccer. Like, yeah, she's she, got some great balance. Yeah, she was killing it with that soccer ball, man. <laughs> and um, just when you think Launchpad isn't in this episode, he shows up. And even though he's in not many scenes, I think he's the MVP of this one because everything he does in this episode is funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> so Binky's whole thing now is getting Goslin to politely greet people. So she wants Launchpad to go outside, knock on the door, so Goslin can open it and greet him. But he was <laughs> sleeping, though. He's sleeping. <laughs> he's, he's such a tired mooch. He's sleeping <laughs> on the couch because, you know, we never find out where Launchpad sleeps. Um, I mean, we assume he lives there, but you never he's know where he's there. Sleeping. He's always yeah. there. So Launchpad gets up, sleepily goes outside, then comes right back in without greeting Goslin, and Binky makes him do it all over again. <laughs> and this time when he knocks, Drake walks by, sees Launchpad and goes, since when do you knock? And Launchpad goes, beats me, gets back goes, on the couch, goes right back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he, he was not wanting to participate. He just wanted to go to sleep. <laughs> no, Launchpad, he's just, he's too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we find out what Tuscanini's plan really is. He goes to the school. He's got the penguins dressed up as little kids. Mm-hmm. They look kind of like Huey, Dewey, and Louie, don't they? Yeah, kind of. So he tells he tells the lady at the school. I don't know if she's the secretary, the principal. I think she's voiced by Susan Tolsky. She kind of sounds a bit like Binky. Um, but he tells her he loves children. He adopted the penguins as his own kids. And he wants to provide the costumes for the masquerade ball. Yep. And she agrees because he feeds her a sob story and she thinks he's a wonderful man. But of course, the whole plot is to spray all the costumes on all the rich people who are showing up so he can get all their jewelry and gold. Yeah, because he specifically makes it to where they want clothes where they can flash their jewelry. I think the act break where Tuscanini like leans into the camera and looks mm-hmm. really threatening. Like that's a great shot. It actually makes Tuscanini look like a threatening villain. Oh, okay. Like he's, he's, he's well drawn in this one. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. I mean, much better than how he was in hush, hush, sweet charlatan. Yeah. Uh, no, he has a great theatrical quality of him in this one. I do like him. Um, so anyway, yeah, he goes back to the warehouse and all these rich people show up wanting costumes. 
Yeah. And and they 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 keep wanting like jewelry. They keep bragging like, oh, I can wear my gold and or I got a jewelry, I got a necklace that'll fit this uh costume. Yeah, they're, they're getting all goes, excited. Yeah, one lady goes, I want to be dripping with jewels. And then mm-hmm. the guy comes in and goes, what looks good with gold? And Tuscanini is shocked. This is easier than he thought it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, so now we have this cute scene with Honker. He's we- really nervous. And he's dressed up, man. Like he he's GQ'd. He's G'd out. <laughs> yeah, this, it's a cute scene. It makes up for the fact that this is one of those scenes where I think the animation is just terrible. It's like <laughs> it's really bad. The characters are so off model, um, especially for Japan. But it's cute how Launchpad's like, you act like you've never been on a date before. Hunker's like, I haven't. Well, you've been <laughs> to a dance before. No. Oh, go ahead and be nervous. Thank you, Launchpad. I will. <laughs> it's a really cute back and forth. Um, there is one thing that happens that's really weird, though, that I don't, I'm not too comfortable with. When Gosselin walks in the room, Launchpad does this wolf whistle and says, hubba hubba. Uh, Isn't that a little inappropriate? Um, yes and no. I, I, I'm kind of more on the no because, you know, like he's like her uncle. So he's yeah. kind of complimenting her. Hey, you look beautiful. Dang, baby, you look fly, you know? Yeah, maybe I'm looking for something that's not there. Um, <laughs> but but Drake breaks down the tears. Yeah. And um, but, so. But Goss wasn't happy, though. When she came out, no. she, she, she was mean mugging the whole Yo, time. She hates it. Look at her hair. <laughs> that is a horrible haircut. <laughs> it looks terrible and um so it's a masquerade ball so drake has to dress as something what does he dress as darkwing he dresses a darkwing and what does launchpad dress as as he always dresses <laughs> again the mvp of this episode binky compliments his outfit and drake's like but that's what he always <laughs> <laughs> and then we get this the only scene with Herb, and it's great. It's great. Darkwing walks in, walks outside. Herb sees him dressed as Darkwing, but immediately realizes it's Drake. And he's like, nobody would recognize you as the real Darkwing. And Drake is like, no, not really. He goes, no, Darkwing's taller. He's my best friend. I've seen him once in person. <laughs> so Darkwing is Herb's best friend, even though he's seen him once in person. Yeah. I'm assuming he's referring to uh, "You Sweat Your Life" because mm-hmm. it's the only time I think we ever really ever see them together. Um, only a scene with Herb, but I think he makes it count. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now we're at the school, and you know what's funny for a show with a main character who's a kid, we don't see much of Goslin's school. Yeah, we never really do. I will give the Disney Afternoon shows a lot of credit. There are so many kid characters from the nephews to Kit Cloud Kicker to Max and PJ to Goslin and Honker and all of those shows. It is not about the schools. Mm-hmm. And it's, they only bring in schools when they absolutely had to. I think there's like one Tailspin episode set in kids' school. It's a lot different from what they would do now. Mm-hmm. Like... I know in the, the, the 2000s, all of these Disney shows were set in schools. It's like, it's a lot of restraint to not go there. So this is the most we spend in the school, and almost all of it's in the gymnasium. Yeah. So anyway, do not to digress too far. So <laughs> so they get into the gymnasium. Yeah, Goslin got it going on, man. She got all the boys hitting on her. <laughs> well, she's just trying to tick off her dad. Yeah, well, she catches on that is ticking him off. 
Yeah, he's mad. So she's flirting with him just to make him angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so the dance music starts. I love this dance music. Like, it's, it's, it's just really funny. And they use it again in Dances with a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And we have all these um, rich people dressed up in different costumes. We got a guy dressed as a football player. We got a woman dressed as Carmen Miranda with a fruit hat. We got the caveman's there. We got a guy dressed as an army man. And you know all this is gonna uh all this is gonna turn into something. Yeah. So the penguins start gassing people. And Launchpad gets gassed. Another one of my favorite scenes. What does Launchpad start doing? He starts he's turning into a pilot. Yeah, he pulls his goggles over his eyes, sits on a chair. <laughs> <laughs> And then falls off the chair. Like, Mayday, Mayday, we're going down! Throws himself off the chair. It's so great. And then Goslin and Honker get gassed. And they get these really proper accents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honker calls her Gazipoo. You know, it took me a second. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of jumping the gun just a little yeah, bit sure, here, Mike. Go ahead. When Darkwing got sprayed with the gas, I didn't catch on. Like, why it didn't affect him? And then it clicked because he's dressed as Darkwing, you know? Because he is Darkwing Duck. Yeah. It It wouldn't do anything to him. (laughs) Wouldn't do anything to him. So, Tuscany starts throwing all these people at them. Like, oh, here's your dance partner. Oh, he's, he's he's your football opponent. You know, go tackle him. And tells a general to go, you know, shoot him down and all this stuff. So, Darkwing's, you know, everyone's going all over. And things are getting crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, he sees Goslin, and he pulls off her dress, and she returns to normal, but she's wearing her regular outfit under, under the dress. It. Yeah, that's convenient. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so yeah, so he takes off Launchpad's flight cap. We get a rare moment of Launchpad's full hair, yeah, which we usually don't see. So he goes back to normal, and Tuscanini escapes. Yeah, this is when he finally figured out that their outfits were gas and stuff, and he kind of says it out loud. Yeah, he figures it out, especially yeah. after he pulls off Goslin's dress. Yep. And then we get a thunderquack scene. Yeah, this is another great scene, because the gas isn't entirely out of Launchpad's system. So he's, like, freaking out, and they're like, Launchpad, Launchpad, snap out of it. And LP goes, oh, for a minute there, I thought we were really going to... And then the, the thunderquack immediately drops out of the sky and crashes. <laughs> It's, you know, he doesn't crash as often as he used to, but he still crashes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we get our final fight in the warehouse. And this is where I think the episode, this is the one part I think is great. I wish this was the whole episode, because it really should have been, even though we've got like three minutes left. Mm-hmm. And so they sneak in. Darkwing grabs a gas canister. You know, it the, the, the up, canister that blows up. And we get this rapid-fire sequence where everyone's wearing different costumes and acting like what they're wearing. So first, it's a wedding. Yeah, they're getting married. <laughs> Darkwing's getting married to Tuscanini, and Launchpad is the priest. Mm-hmm. Goslin comes in, drags off Darkwing, goes, Don't do it! You'll never forgive yourself! And then Tuscanini throws himself on the floor and starts to cry. And <laughs> um, you get Tuscanini and Darkwing as swashbucklers. They start to square dance. Um, Launchpad's a karate. He's wearing a karate outfit, fighting the penguins. Then you get Tuscanini as a doctor. Darkwing comes in as a nurse, complete with breasts. It's really mm-hmm. weird. Then they um, get a golfing and a cat, a golfer and a caddy. 
And it's, of course, it goes immediately from being a doctor to wanting to golf because that's always the joke that doctors do more, play mm -hmm. more golf than they do actual surgery. Um, yeah. So they all dress up as golfers. Darkwing's a caddy, and you know, Launchpad's there too. So Goslin has to save the day. She's the only one who hasn't been gassed. So what does Goslin do? She finds a mannequin and dresses it up as Darkwing. She gets an entrance line. Oh yeah, she sure did. I am the sand trap on the fairway of evil. And um, Darkwing has a funny accent here. Did you catch that? Yeah, I caught it when, while he was the caddy. Caddies do not wear capes. <laughs> How can I carry the bag? Jim is great. Jim is great. But when he puts on the costume, he turns back to Darkwing. And arrests Tuscanini. Yeah, handcuffs him, and it's a wrap. And it's funny, as he hugs Goslin and says, you know, thanks to Darkwing Duck and family, Tuscanini just stands there staring at the camera. Like, he doesn't know if he's supposed to say something or do anything. He just stands there. <laughs> it's funny. So we wrap up. Tell us how we wrap up. Uh, we go back to Drake's house, and he still can't put the bite together. No. You'd think he'd be able to. You'd think he'd have that technical know-how, but I guess <laughs> not with a bike. Yeah. And Gos and. Binky can't remember anything. Mm -mm. And Drake's playing dumb. She says she can't remember anything about the masquerade. And Drake's like, no, it's a complete mystery. <laughs> and then Goslin shows up. She's wearing the hockey outfit from um, Trading Faces. Yep. And um, so Binky says, you know, is Goslin acting like a perfect little lady? Goslin comes in, fixes the bike all by herself. And remember what Drake's last line is? I don't. Oh, no, he, he that he loves her the way she is. Um, yeah, he, he says practically perfect in every way, which, <laughs> is, a, which is a Disney reference to oh, Mary Poppins. Ah, man, yeah. I haven't seen Mary Poppins in like 20, 30 years, oh, man. I haven't, I haven't seen it in a long time. I want to show my kid <laughs> that movie. But yeah, they always say Mary Poppins is practically perfect in every way. So that's a Disney reference right there. And, and that's how we end, which is actually a very sweet ending. Mm-hmm. This episode gets lots of points for me for like the last five minutes. Okay. But last five minutes and everything with Launchpad. <laughs> like, that makes this episode for me. It's, like I said, it's my favorite Tuscanini episode so far. You know, it's it's decent. It's a little underrated. I don't think many people have seen it because it was one of the Saturday morning episodes. And since it doesn't feature like a major villain that people actually truly care about, I think people have really ignored it for years. Okay. But it's worth so, watching. It's, it's up there on Disney Plus now, and it's enjoyable. It's it's not fantastic. Not fantastic, but it's it's enjoyable. People should watch it. All right. Well, let's get into those gas gun canisters. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to go right. first? You, you want me to go first? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. It, it's a decent episode. Um, animation wasn't great. Uh, you, you hit the main thing I wanted to hit was Launchpad. I definitely thought Launchpad was hilarious. The end sequence... I enjoyed it, but I guess I didn't think of it like the way you did. And like, as I heard you talk about it, like, you know what? That was a really good ending to it, you know? I see the uh, potential in it mm -hmm. that I think they could have done more with. That's why okay. I like it so much. It has a lot of potential. Okay. All right. Uh, Binky, Binky's fine in this episode. Uh, seeing Goslin dress up lady, you know, it's not something I want to see often, but for one episode, it works. I thought mm -hmm. it was funny. Um, I'm gonna give this episode two and a half. Uh, that's the, that's an average score. It's not great, not bad. It's, it's doable to me. I'm gonna give it two and a half for the same reasons, pretty much. 
Okay. Again, it's a decent Tuscanini episode, better than the last two, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, the ending is fun. Launchpad's fun. They they explore Gosling a little bit. It's nice to see more of Binky. Herb gets one great scene. You know, it's a fun episode. Great ending. Yeah. I do enjoy it. It's just not one you'll go back to very often. No, you, you won't go back to it too often, but you, you won't complain when you do watch it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know, that's slaves to fashion. Give okay. it, you know, if you haven't seen it in a while, guys, give it a watch. Okay, so what episode we got next, Mike? Okay, so we're back to Disney Afternoon. And like I said, I've said a few times, we're going to flip flop a lot more frequently because we're not going to get five more uh, weekday ones in a row anymore. We'll get a handful here and there back to Saturday morning. But anyway, the next episode is a Ducky Phobia. Eh, that one's okay to me. Yeah, we're gonna see Moldy Artie again. We, we gotta, get one. We get one great guest a- guest voice actor. Yeah, I, I remember him from Gummy Bears. <laughs> we're not gonna talk about him any more than that. Okay. Um, okay, I'll, I'll it's, shut it's, up. It's, it's it's an okay episode. I'll leave it mm-hmm. at that. But like I said, I said back when I think we talked about um Justice Ducks, we're gonna go a while before we see one of the supervillains. So hang in there, guys. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, next episode, Tuscanini. Mike, what what is going to be our next Saturday one? Something fishy, the first ne- the first and only really Neptunia episode. Okay. Like I said, okay. like I have also said the next couple Saturday morning ones, including this one, are a little lower tier. But mm-hmm. when we do go back up, we're going back up really high. So. So again, ABC, so ABC must have liked Tuscanini because he seems to be a lot of the Saturday morning ones. They got two of them out of the five. They got two. Okay. Yeah, I they, they, I don't know how that happened, but they got Tuscanini. Um, so anyway, yeah, there we go. Yeah, so that's... we've done our shout-outs. We've done our um, my whole spiel about where to find us. Okay. And I guess that's a wrap for this one. Yeah, so wrap for this one. Cut, cut, print, Iris out. You know? <laughs> yeah, we don't have a villain to rate on this one. So guys, uh, we're, we're out, Tro, and stay dangerous. Yep, have a good night, everybody. Good night, y'all.